Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Sean Marks, you sly bastard. First game of preseason in the books. New York City's Let's Talk Basketball. New York City's it is it is we the indomitable Pod Thorn. Uh I got my guy Sam with me. Sam Basketball season sure. is upon us. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm. It was really nice to have it. Uh, have it back today. I mean, to truth be told, I, I couldn't really get myself to watch much of the of the Giants today, even with a win. So it was. I was happy to have like actual, you know, real, real talent on the screen. Oh come on! You gotta feel good about that Giant win, huh? No. I just like I'm so I'm so anti where the organization is and like the way they make their decisions and the guys running the show that like yeah like the win is nice but like I don't know it's one of those things where like you're just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit yeah it's like it, you you know the team needs a reset yep. and and you just and it's like you can't it makes it where you can't even enjoy the the uh, a good dub man like they. They had a great attitude. They were hyped up for it, and um, you know, I mean, uh, but you just can't feel good about it. like they're just immediate. Like it's been a lot of years <laughs> with Gettleman in charge, and they're just mediocre. You know what it's kind of you know what it's kind of equivalent to from like a from like a, a Nets perspective. It's like remember that year with D Will where they actually played the one seed Hawks like pretty close in that yep. playoff series and we were like you were kind of like you you were trying to convince yourself but you knew at the end of the day you're like fuck man this team has no picks like no stars like this hawks team is just an overrated one seed like yeah like even though that series could have gone seven easily or whatever but like you knew that at the end of the road like this is ugly so it's like yeah like this win was like nice but you like you know where this is headed right 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 which is the opposite of what we saw this afternoon like Remember last year we had a conversation. I want to see if you remember this. And I said, you know why you keep Spencer Dinwiddie? You keep Spencer Dinwiddie so that you can have a team after the super team leaves. After the super team is not that good anymore. You already got a group of guys who already know the system, who already are in our process, who's developing on us, is becoming the player, fitting the exact role that we want. We could just... You know, have them stretch them over like three years. We could give them the Aaron Rodgers diet over these next rookie seasons, and and lo and behold, this mf Sean Quintavious Marks. Like I given him a, a, I didn't know if you knew, but his middle name is Quintavious. Sean Quintavious Marks 
drafted basically a, a whole new squad. Like, if he adds one more young dude to this, it's like, <laughs> we we already rebuilt the team. Like, how could you not be hyped about this team, Sam? No, I mean, I totally, I totally, totally echo, like, everything that you just said. I was like, look, I mean, I do, like, those, those draft boards every year, and I had t- Cam actually a little bit lower because, like, the guys who don't like to pass always scare me a little bit. But, like, he's – He's just so, so polished on the offensive end and is so comfortable and confident. And, like, Dayron looks like he's going to be a guy. I mean, I can already tell Dayron's going to be um, a favorite on this pod. And, like, and like Kessler can totally play. Like, it's, he, it's really he, funny. Like So, so let's, let's take them one at a time. Yeah. I'm going to go backwards, right? Yep. Let's start with Kessler. Yep. Kessler, to me passes the eye test in the sense of you look at that guy and you go if I could have built if if my son Trey grew up into a, to have a basketball playing body that's the body that I would want <laughs> that's that kid looks like a like a modern hooper like he was grown in a lab like Kerry Kittles on steroids yep but he's he's not Kerry Kittles and 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 he needs a lot of refinement to his game his his build and the way his shot looks, a kid who shot 40% at Pepperdine, like, you know, you see there's an NBA player there, but he needs a lot of G League time. You, you agree or disagree? I think you're higher on him than I am. Yeah, I just think, I, I actually basically agree with almost everything you said. I think he's like, I think like with his body, he's going to get, more second chances than like any other type of like body type. Cause he's exactly right. what every single team is looking for. Like, you know, he's got like this just perfect three and D body and he's proven at, uh, at the college level that he knows how to shoot threes. I agree that like once he puts the ball on the floor, it looks so a lot more like we're in like an AAU game or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's not super refined, but I agree. But like, he's the type of guy where if he, if he becomes like he doesn't even necessarily need to become that great of a creator himself, because like yeah. having that size and being able to shoot is such an advantage, like right. over all these other guys. Like you look at someone like um, who who we, who we may talk about also, even though he's on the outside looking in. Like you look at someone like David Duke, like he's super, he's like way more skilled. He's super gritty, but he's just. I think we mentioned this on a past pod. He's just a little too small, right? Like, if he has Kessler's body, this dude's like getting real minutes. Right. <laughs> if you could merge, if you could merge, uh, David Duke's like he he's he's with the shits, as the young people say. He he, his brain in Kessler's body would be a would be a lottery pick. Um, right. uh, uh, he he's he's just not big enough to do the things that he intends to do on a basketball court. Um, I like him too, as a matter of fact. He, like, if you're going to take shots at players and they're not going to work out, you want them to be at least this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm good. I I, I like the Kessler pick. I just think he's going to need a lot of uh, development, a lot of development. Now, the guy that had Twitter on fire all, all day – was uh Dayron. Yeah. Uh Sharp to me uh 
you know, also major project, right? But he did something, and the Nets did something as a as a whole today that we didn't do much at all last year. We rebounded the fuck out of the ball this today. Like not, of course, it's a preseason game. It doesn't mean anything. But the Lakers had old grizzled veterans out there playing against these kids, and obviously they was trying stuff. They, you know, don't tell Dwight Howard because Dwight Howard won to fight first game of preseason. But um, they, that's this is the most physical I've seen the Nets in a long time. Like, I I don't know what his his uh ceiling is it's it's hard to tell he doesn't have much offensive ability his lift he's he's a heavy dude he's 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 kind of grounded to the to you know he's kind of floored to the ground he doesn't have much of a a above the rim game they throw him a couple of lobs he he really uh and i'm talking about darren of course he really you know didn't get off the ground but he's a brute he's physical he's the things that that uh, the Nets team needed. Like, we don't have a guy like Dayron. And um, I'm I'm happy to see it. Like, what you think of Dayron? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked him a lot coming out of coming out of college because I think he, he has this weird thing where he's super physical. He can be, like, really physical, but then he also will show finesse, and then at times he'll also look a little, like, uh, uncoordinated and herky-jerky. So yeah, out of like, control a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to get a full read on, like, what he actually will be in the league, but I totally agree on the on the toughness stuff. And, like, I, I mean, I tweeted this today earlier. I was like, you know, this Nets team is actually going to have a bunch of guys who I actually think are, like, dudes who are willing to, like, tell a Dwight Howard to, like, fuck off as opposed to yeah. just complaining to the refs. And, like... We have, and like the Nets haven't had that honestly in like maybe like twenty years. Like having like like Dayron and like Javon Carter and James Johnson and even like Bruce Brown. Like those guys like don't like to be toyed with here and there. And like that I think is something that championship caliber teams do need. I think that stuff. I think that stuff really does matter. Um, Last and- year we didn't have a guy that you could just bring in. Even even. Um... Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan didn't do this job for us. No, you, we didn't have a guy that you could just come in and just absorb punishment. Not, not to say that that's what Dayron's going to be in the league, but just to kind of get in there, mix it up, and and get the ball back. Um, we didn't have that kind of guys in, in a long and in a long season. I think you need guys who can, who can, you know. That you could just stick in the middle of the paint and let the finesse guys do their their thing, and especially since we could, we have so much mid range shooting. I think a guy like Dayron just could be, you know, uh, uh, valuable. Just getting over a long season, not not helping us win playoff games, not you know getting us over the top. Just having that option for a Wednesday night game in Milwaukee or something or. A back-to-back against the Timberwolves, you know what I mean. You want to be able to roll out a guy like 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 Dayron and just have him just eat minutes, you know, and 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 make people regret coming into the lane. Watching him, you know, go head to toe, um, head to head with uh, and toe to toe with uh, uh, Dwight Howard was really refreshing because usually he comes in and just throws our guys around. So 
That was great, man. That was great. You, yeah. you, you want to say anything else about Dayron before we move on to the person we really want to talk about? <laughs> the only thing I was going to add about him that I was that I was actually happy about is I think he actually got to the free throw line a little bit and shot like 70%, which like right. that was the thing that was an issue for him. So right. that's, that's huge. And that makes him – if he ends up becoming like a better rebounder or, or like one of the better rebounders, I should say, and like – and or post guys on the team, that's something that can keep him in games later as opposed to being a liability. He's so young. Yeah. He's so young. He's 19 years old. Yep. He'll be 20 in a couple months. He, They could make him whatever he wants to be, right? Yep. If if they could just improve his explosion, um, improve his ability to just be a little bouncier, and then just refine some of those skills. The skills are there. Like the jump shot, he has a little jump shot. He has a, he 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 can he can you know tip it back. Like he has big man skills, right? Now, if you can add a couple of things to that, and I, I'm the Nets haven't been good at that lately. You know, not not to be critical. I, it's so hard to be critical of this team. This team's done so well uh, in terms of just you know what you can do off court. Um, um, but if, if I, if I was to be critical, critical, if I had to say something, it's just, we haven't done well in, in, in improving the jump shot of Jared Allen or Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton looks less offensive uh, under the nets than he did in college. And, um, and I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, not that I don't trust our ability to, to develop our big men's, um, offense, I don't know if he has it in his in his bag, but he has so many other things that that the Nets don't do, and he's just a nice little building block for another team. Uh, uh, you know, in in four years to kind of have the have these type of players, you know, uh, be central building blocks or the trade fodder. <laughs> To bring in more superstars, I hate to say it like that, but you know I'm rooting for those guys, man. I, I want them to do well, and um, but the guy we we all want to talk about is Cam Thomas, right? Like, like, okay, let's 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 be sober about Cam Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a baby too. He's 19. Yep. That's almost the thing that makes you, because you see a lot of inefficiency in his game and against, uh a fire-breathing uh, NBA defender, a guy who's going to just be like, oh, this is the kid they've been talking about? And come there and just try to, you know, eat Cam's food. Cam is what he is. Like, like uh, all-time scorer out of, uh, you know, Oak Hill Academy. Like, that's, like, if I'm if I'm not wrong, Melo went to Oak Hill. Yep. Uh, did, did D'Lo go to Oak Hill? Uh, Am I remember that correct? Is Ben Simmons? I think, I think, yeah, I think those guys went to like Monverde, where uh, oh, that's Dave right, was. something like that. Hold on, let me uh, let me pull up the Oak Hill, uh, Oak Hill Academy uh, graduates because Cam is the all-time scorer from that school, and I know that school, uh, uh, that school just is a NBA player uh, factory. Brandon Jennings and Rondo and Car- yeah, you said Melo, Stephen Jackson. They've gotten a lot of Rod Strickland. Yeah, yeah, like and, and you know, recent guys, Dwayne Bacon, who a lot of us know, yeah. uh, uh, Sindarius Thornwell, Doron Lamb, uh, Brandon Jennings, you, who you mentioned, 
uh, Ty Lawson, Josh Smith, Marcus Williams, Steve Blake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeff McKinnis, Jerry Stockhouse. Yo, like the school is a NBA machine, right? Uh, Rod Strickland <laughs> and um, Cam Thomas is their all-time leading in scorer and points. Amazing. This kid fell to us. And, you know, you could see he's still a kid playing a, a grown man's game. But the thought of that particular kid who went off tonight, like, not went off. Went off is a, would be hyperbole. Like, uh, it would be an exaggeration. He showed us tonight again that he's a scorer. And if everyone wasn't trying to get theirs, he could have gone for 30 tonight, and it, and, and it wouldn't have been nothing for him to do it. It wouldn't have been, even when his shot is not going, his ability to draw fouls just tells this kid is going to be incredible. Like, am, am, am I wrong, Sam? I See, I just don't, I don't really know. I'm like doing a combination of like tempering my expectations, but also it's hard to argue with like what you see every day. Because look, he hasn't done like, you combine the summer league, mm-hmm. college, and what he's shown even in this one preseason game, like he's stepped up to every ta- uh, every test and exceeded it. Like, so it's hard for me to be, and I don't want to be like the negative guy. I'm just wondering, you know, like at the end of the day, what's his actual, what's his actual role, and who is he going to jump ahead of in the rotation? And like, given his given his sh- smaller frame. And he's not particularly long. Like, he's not one of these short guys that then has, like, the Donovan Mitchell insane wingspan. Like, what is his – and he's not, like, a, a an, an insane athlete. He's just, right. like – he's just a volume scorer that knows how to get his whenever and has, like, great footwork and whatnot. Um, so I think the question is just, like, what is his actual, like, NBA future? And is this the type of guy that, like, if he was on the Magic this year – Mm-hmm. Would be a rookie of the year candidate, but on the Nets, like, how, like, where is he finding his place and his, uh, and his, uh, and his role? But like, so, so tell me, t- listen to this, listen to this. Let's let's do this experiment. I'm gonna describe a player to you. Yeah. Tell me who he is. He's shooting guard ish. He's not a skinny player at all. He's got some meat on his bones. Uh he's he's a good scorer. Uh, not a great, not a great athlete, and you know, not very fast. Not you know, doesn't have incredible, incredible hops. But he can score, draw fouls, and um, and he has a knack for getting to the free throw line. Who am I describing? I mean, you could be describing the beard. That's right. Yeah. I could be describing the beard or Cam Thomas. It's, and yeah. guess what? Cam Thomas gets to play. Every day at HSS, working on his craft with James Harden. That, like, that's an incredible blessing. Like, even though Cam said Kyrie put him under under the wing, I get that. Kyrie likes to be the big brother now, being the little brother to KD and and and, and LeBron and, and the like for so long. I guess he he's been wanting to have his stable of young boys. Totally get it. Don't turn my boy vegan though. Totally get what Kyrie's doing. I want him to do that. Good, that's great leadership. But I really would like Cam Thomas to spend time with uh, uh, Harden because 
if Harden could teach him that black magic, that whatever the the thing that he knows for drawing fouls and manipulating defenders, if he could, Cam Thomas can do that. And and if he's patient and gets to his time, I, I think he could be a hell of a player. Like people make the mistake of him of calling him Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Don, Donovan Mitchell is more of an athlete. He's his burst and first step to the rim is what gets him his buckets. Cam is not that. He doesn't have that same burst, and he doesn't. And, and his shot is not really even that dependable. It could become. It could become dependable. He hits threes and they look beautiful, but the it's Cam is just guile, right? Like I, I'm not. I'm not miss miss uh, uh, describing the kid, am I? No, I think I think you're totally I think you're totally on and like look his I I shouldn't have been as cr- like critical earlier because like look the truth of the matter is is like and I, I uh, I'm glad that we made it almost like 20 minutes through or whatever without talking about uh vaccination but like look those guards <laughs> whether it's Kyrie or Harden or even like the older Patty Mills like those guys are gonna need days off mm-hmm. and like he's it'll it'll be interesting to see the offense like run through him in a second unit where guys are sitting and whatnot. Um, and to be honest, like the team lacked that last year, like the team right. lacked a guy who wanted to just like get his own buckets. Like everybody that came in besides Mike James, who's like a whole other beast, but besides, <laughs> right. besides him, like, you know, they had a lot of guys last year that like would pound the rock and pound the rock and like weren't really looking to score or pass. Like you think about like the Chiozas and the, Tyler, and even my favorite, like Tyler Johnson, stuff like that. You have like guys who are like players, but they're not, they're not, they don't have any elite skill. And right. Cam is going to like bring that. Like, you know, that if Cam comes in um, against a bench unit in like a game in February, he's going to like have a quarter where he scores 14 points. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, the, the sad thing, it. the sad thing is on this team, he can't win rookie of the year. Right. But yeah, I, I think if he was on the Knicks, he could win a rookie of the year. If he was on a bad team that doesn't have like a, a a guy when the chips are down, you just need a bucket. You know, he he's more that than than um RJ Barrett. Like RJ Barrett is a better player, I would say. You know, um being well, objective. Uh yep. better prospect as well, you know, bigger size. But the guile that this kid, like a lot, getting a, a last minute bucket, this kid just has something about him for doing exactly that. That uh, it, it's rare. It's rare. We, I don't think it's wrong to celebrate it. So okay. Now that we've kind of talked about the three that we know, uh, we 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 kind of feel are gonna be around Kessler more. Uh, a G League, I'm sure they'll they'll work some some kind of two way with him. Um, let's talk about who's on the on the fringe, like the rest of the the the, the guys that we saw. So you know, I love Sekou Dumbia. Yep. Um, he looked good against you know the the very 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 you know scraping the ba- bottom of um the Lakers barrel. He looked right. he looked good, but I don't think I don't think um. I don't think Nash fancies him. I don't think Nash uh, is is a fan. You think Seiko gonna make it? No, I was the, my um my read from just like the game and like I guess what I've read and heard and whatnot is 
it seems like for that last like 15 spot or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it seems like it's Bembry's to lose with like Seku on the outside looking in, and then however you say that guy's name, De- uh, Devonte, the one who's on the Lakers. Um, who used to who used to be on the Lakers? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not saying his name. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I, I just don't know how to say it. Um, and and it makes everybody laugh anyway every time. But, like, he uh, – it seems like he – like, I actually thought he added a little bit of something nice that, like – like, just, so, like, some energy and something that I know you've spoken about in past, like, pods of wanting to have. Like, just, like, the Alizé yeah. type. Yeah, just uh, guys who, who can just run and dunk. Like, who can defend a bigger wing. Uh, you know, got like, I think the Nets send – I think the Nets hurt Joe Harris in in trying to make him play small forward. Joe Harris is not a small forward. He he plays small forward for the Brooklyn Nets. He does a, a, a amicable job, um, but he takes a lot of punishment punishment because he's not athletic enough and he's not he's not big enough. He's just not big enough. And when you have these guys like, I I know they like Bembry. Uh, but Bembry's not better than than Seiko. I'm I'm sorry, he's just not. Like I I'm I'm not gonna argue who they end up cutting and who they end up playing. But I think they'll regret it if uh, if they let uh, uh, Seiko go for Bembry because Seiko's a way better offensive player. They're they're actually equal to me. I'm I'm talking about watching them on League Pass in Detroit. I think. Seku's every bit of the, the the defender that Bembry is. It's just Bembry is more uh, telegenic. He 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 necessarily just outwardly is just running all over the place like a madman. But he's not he's not necessarily really doing anything, right? I, I mean, the I, other thing. So I'm I'm with you, and I actually I got into arguments. I remember on Twitter about Bembry a little bit. The one thing that people also overrate about Bembry is that like. He's not this like six eight wing. Like Bembry's six right. five. Bembry's right. small. Like right. he's he's like he's gonna be guarding like and he's not particularly built. So realistically, the guys he's gonna be guarding are point guards and shooting guards, which like like that's that's kind of what you brought in Javon Carter for. I know that Carter's four right. inches smaller, but Carter is like a dog out there. Like he's I mean, he's awesome. Like, right. He's, I I personally I thought J- uh, Javon Carter was was the worst player out there today. Um, interesting. Um I I don't offensively I, he he probably is. I, I I don't like his game. Like I did, was he was he disruptive? Yeah. Um is he is he maybe what we need kind of but he had no flow to his game. Yeah, he does, uh, he has no touch. I agree. Like he he just he just, you know, he just was all try hard. You know like just a guy that's 100%, I'm just out there trying my hardest. And I know why coaches fall in love with that. And I, I, I wish they wouldn't. I, I hope they could kind of see past that. They, the, the next solution to their problems is making uh, Joe Harris a shooting guard again. Putting Joe Harris at his natural spot is a solution to their problems. Adding more guards to allow Joe Harris to play small forward. I just I just don't think that's that's you know the way to go, but for me right now and I guess for everybody who pods and who's chronicling this 
you know, this supposed historic season the Nets are about to have. Um, I, I, I think, I think we're in a spot where Sean Marks has done such a good job that it's hard to criticize. It's hard to be mad about anything right now. But I, I, I'm just thinking for the future. Bembry is not going to be here in five years. But Sekou might. Sekou might be a part of these, this like young boy group. But when he gets an opportunity, he has to show it. And I think he showed it. I think he had a better game, you know, playing against you know lesser opponents. But uh, I think he had a better game than than both Bembry and um and uh, 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 Javon. I, 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 for me with with Carter, it's just like, you know, great, nice to have, try hard guy. But I'm gonna be sick to my stomach if I see like, you know, Joe Harris. Javon Carter and Bembry in the second team, like that's that doesn't make sense. What would make more sense would be, you know, James Harden staggered off of Kyrie and, and KD with Claxton, um, Sekou, and uh, uh, Joe Harris at the two. That that makes more sense to me than than what I think. Uh, you know, what I think Nash is gonna do. He loves the guards. He'll roll out three and four guards out there and one yeah, big and you know, that's what the Nets do. Yeah, it's funny. I think I think um I think Seku it just the just from like the feel of what you see from like what coaches say and, and uh just like little tidbits you get here and there, it seems like he's on the the outside looking in and it's not I I feel like he hasn't really done anything wrong. Like in fact, like I mean Bembry has had is been in the league longer and has been able to show basically what he is and what he isn't right um i just wonder if you know like they ju- they're just gonna for these last couple spots it's just gonna be like who does nash just like trust and does this team already have enough young guys with you know dayron and cam and kessler and david duke on the two on the two-way and stuff mm-hmm. like that but mm-hmm. well, i i like I think I mean what, what the the nice thing about being a Nets fan right now is that like we get to talk about whether uh, Seku or Bembry is going to be the last uh, the last uh, the last spot on the uh, on the team, which is pretty pretty crazy. It's um, like I said, it's it's hard to it's hard to disagree with anything. I, I'll trust yeah. whatever they do about right about now, but at the same time, from if I had to make an argument, if I was at that table, I would look at Sean Marks and go, "Listen, you, there's you're not going anywhere." There's if, if right now they're super close, right? Bembry and Sekou are very, very close to each other. So then the next thing is, which one can get better and far better than what they are? And which one can fit a role that we don't have a lot of on this team? So, you know, I I, I would go that way. And I, and I guess somebody's argument would be, hey, we have Millsap. We have all these, you know, you know, um, power forward forward ish uh to center ish type players but what i saw from Millsap today showed why we need young people he he didn't look great today and and the reason why that doesn't matter is today he was the focus today when they huddled up they went and huddled up and was like all right you guys know what paul Millsap does let's stop paul Millsap. um but I don't think he responded very well today. He didn't look like an all-star playing against a, a bunch of kids on the cusp or on the fringe of of whether or not they're going to make the NBA. 
he 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 looked a he looked a bit slow. He looked a little bit disjointed. He didn't feel like he didn't look like he fit our system. Um, uh, I I don't know. How'd you feel about Millsap? So, uh, to be honest, I was not focusing on him a ton on on defense. The mm-hmm. one thing I will say that I was very positive that I'll be very positive positive about as it pertains to him is. I thought he was. I thought his passing was like awesome. Mm. Like I thought he made a couple plays where like he saw things happening way before anyone else did. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. Which I thought was not in a game where like Bruce Brown was playing point guard for us a lot, mm-hmm. and even like Cam Thomas was playing point guard, who clearly is not looking to help yeah. other people score. <laughs> right. Neither like, one of them should be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought. I thought Millsap actually like. It seemed like it seemed like him and Aldridge both were like looking around and they were like, all right, like we're gonna have to kind of direct the offense a little bit because there's no Kyrie here, there's no Mills here, there's no Harden here. Even as we've spoken about, even like Durant's a great passer, like, and so that's what I liked. I mean, look, I think, I think like how how Nash uses those three older big guys in like Blake, Lamarcus, and Millsap is gonna be really interesting because I think that. I think Blake and LaMarcus definitely have like something left. I mean, Blake showed that he had Blake was like a really good player in that buck series and like was like getting his ass beat in, like not in a bad way. Like he was just playing so hard against Giannis the entire time. Like he's clearly not the Blake that was an all-star in Detroit or God knows, like not the guy that was in with the Clippers, but he's still, he's definitely an NBA like role player. And I think LaMarcus has a decent amount in the tank. Also, like he played well before the hard scare last year. Right. But it's just going to be a matter of, like, how do you use these guys in spurts and how much of, like, their ego is going to be okay with being used in spurts because, like, I agree with you. Like, I mean, LaMarcus and, like, and Millsap are just, like, fucking slow. Like, they, right. they they can't get switched on to a smaller guard. It's an automatic bucket. Like, they're, they can't obviously really run in transition. It's a certain type of team that they'll have to play with. So I do think that's going to be – that's going to be interesting and – and we'll see where it goes. I mean, look, I was I was in the rare camp for the Nets that actually was like happy about the Millsap thing. I think most I, people. I'm I'm happy about the Millsap thing. I'm I'm good with that signing. Yeah, like I think he just I think he adds a body. I think he's super smart. He's been in a gazillion playoff games at this point. Like, like it, it was. I mean, they they weren't really working obviously with that much at the uh, when they when they got him in terms of available guys. So I think it's. I think it's going to be good. I think a lot of it is just going to be like, you know, watching, like watch effort, like uh, their, their, their minutes and whatnot. And the last thing I want to say also is I think there's something I saw that you and uh, I forgot who were like tweeting about the fact that like the rookies get to play every day with the, um, with the all-stars and that's like really help them in practice and whatnot. I also think going the other way around, like, you know, you have a lot of guys on this unit who are used to like having set minutes because of their name and who they are mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they have like, as we've talked about, I mean, we've like now spent a decent amount of time like talking about the rookies. Like, we have rookies on this team who are like used to being the guys also on their teams. Like, you know, like Dayron is like this like Monverde Academy to then North Carolina. Like, he's been a, a star his entire life. Camp Thomas is the leading scorer at Oak Hill and then leads the nation in scoring last year. Like these guys are going to want to play and like right. want to make a difference. And yep. I think that like, hopefully also lights a fire under some of the vets who like, I mean, look like Millsap, Aldridge, Blake, none of these guys have won titles. I mean, obviously we know about Harden and stuff. And like, I'm hoping the combination of those, of those two things together, like helps both of them. Like, 
are both groups like the elders and the and the young dudes yeah nah man that's it's such a great mix because that's the thing when you're a win now team you kind of get you're you it's boring because usually down the end of your bench you don't have that those, those young players that you could have hope for and you could watch grow and all that like that's one of the parts of of this that i like but the real part the the real benefit is because we are going to have those young legs. Yep. You want to have, you know, it's an 82-game season this year. We're, we're trying to get back to normalcy. And we have guys that are going to take a ton of load management. And Kyrie is going to disappear to go to the circus. Like, it's just, we know that about us. But the nice thing that these young guys give is we're, we're going to have a a Cam Thomas goes off while Kyrie's gone type of game. And that's, that's fun. That's, that's fun to think about. That's fun to, to, to be able to have as a possibly can happen tonight. You know, um, I, I like it, but, and again, you know, not to be obsessed with Seku, but I, I think that's why you need Seku. You need a, a, a body that when these old guys are just ready to get in their ice baths, you know, that you could just run out there 30 games, you know, 30 games to just, you know, absorb punishment, to just run the floor, to just grab rebounds, to just dive on loose balls. You need a Sekou Doombia to do that. And I don't necessarily feel like Bembry could be that guy. I don't think he has the size to be versatile enough to, to do that job. I think it just look he's so frenetic that it looks like he's doing something when really it's just looks like he's doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I I I agree. I mean, look, I think I I I would be I would definitely be happy to see to see Seku make the team. Um I I actually like I think if you actually watch a lot of his stuff in Detroit, I think it's clear that like he was he's one of these rookies that, you know, like you, they kind of get um they kind of get lost in the in the sauce a little bit and like they they had a change in management, change in coach, like they they restarted and kind of like got out all the old rookies that the old regime had and put in all the new ones you know what i mean yeah. and like and it sucks when it happens to these guys because like he actually went through like spurts where he was good so yeah. like yeah. I think he i think he is i think he should be like he's not one of these guys that should be playing in shanghai right now like he's like not yet <laughs> yeah, exactly. not, not yet. yet we'll 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 find out we'll find out a guy who's not going to be playing in shanghai anytime soon and who is also another part of this kind of like rebuild while we while we uh, uh uh you know go for championships now like is uh nick claxton yeah uh his offensive game strangely did not look better tonight nope but his defensive game man just the guy just he's he he's gonna be an elite defender right I, i'm not i'm not tripping i'm not this is not just me being a, a biased nets fan like that guy is gonna be all nba defense one day yeah i mean he's like i agree i, th- I think literally his the biggest thing he has going against him is that like in terms of ever being like all de- all defense or anything like that is that he's just on a really competitive team where Right. He may have games where he plays five minutes and games where he plays twenty five or thirty five. Who knows? Like, but and, it's clear. Like, it's clear he's. I mean, look, he proved in the like he when he had those bursts in the playoffs, like he was really impactful on the defensive defensive end. And I honestly thought he should have played more. Like, I, 
I agree. I think he they played him more towards the end, but I again I, I don't I don't want to keep beating this dead horse, but I feel KD is so much better at at the three. I think it's just such a matchup nightmare, and it just discombobulates your opponents. Everything that are like even even the the Warriors, who who has an All NBA defender, when you send Clay Thompson, you know at at at, at KD, it's not an even match. KD is no. just going to kill Clay. And KD's going to kill anybody else, typically, but at least the bigs can match up with him in height and size and physicality. Let Leave him at the three. P- play him at the four in death lineups or, or like, you know, super, you know, scoring, uh, you know, top-heavy lineups. But for the to, to start a game, put him at the three. Let him, let him... Let them let them play downhill is what I think, right? And yeah. to do that, you got to put one person into the starting lineup, and I don't think that's Millsap, and I don't and I don't think that's a, a you know a, a Thompson or excuse me a Johnson, or or any of these guys. I I think that's you 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 either go Blake and Lamar. I mean, excuse me, you either go Lamarcus and Claxton. Which I would do, Lamarcus and Claxton, because of uh, uh, Lamarcus's uh, ability to to shoot that yep. mid range, right? Yep. It lets it lets you know Claxton kind of play underneath the basket while while he takes jumpers, and and then he could run the floor with these guys too. Like he's just an outlet to that that can reverse stretch the floor. Right, if the guys are standing at the perimeter, got the defensive team can't completely sell out because you could just toss a lob over the top of them, and he's just there in the dunker spot, which we know works because um, Bruce Brown does it all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I just think that makes so much sense, and and he could just be there to just be the the switchy guy that 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 you could just unleash on defense and he could he, he doesn't look stronger uh he's not as spindly he's not as skinny he was more cut last year he looks like he's been eating better or that he's gained a little bit of weight but i don't see him gain muscle like i, I hate to do that because you really cannot tell from television but i'm no, just telling you how it looks for me i'm like my look, I, I've maintained the same thing about him, which is that I I echo everything you say about him on defense. And like, if he's just going to be like a defensive specialist guy or whatever, that's totally fine. And there's definitely a place for him on, on the team to do that. Right. My thing is just like, look, man, like if you're if he's not gonna if he's not gonna get like a little bit bulkier, then he can't really play in the post. And if you're not gonna like be able to shoot threes and you can't like space the floor then i just like like i get he could be in like the dunker spot a little bit like Mm -hmm. and and play like a little bit of the the capella role and i think he i think with like harden you can do that but like to be honest like me and you could like hit some layups (laughs) if harden was attracting three guys like right like which is like which is fine like it's a it's a it's it's useful i just i agree with you i found i found like unlike jared allen who i felt like Especially between years two is two and three, we saw like a big boost in his offensive game. Mm-hmm. Like 
just I I do wonder a little bit what what Claxton's like long term role is on the team, which is why you know I've been on I've been uh, if he I've could been, shoot thirty five percent from three, he'd be yeah. Then he's right, exactly. Like that's why I've been on the island of like I think I think he's I think if there's going to be a guy on this current roster that gets traded and actually has some type of value, not like Millsap getting dealt or something like that, but like some guy who actually has some type of value, I think he's the dude that gets that gets dealt. But at the same time, like I do really like him, and I and I loved the pick when it happened. Like I thought there was a steal that we got him in the second round, and like I, I uh, I'm interested to see I'm interested to see what he what he becomes. But I do agree with you. Like it's weird how like how do you pair him with with the other guys? Like do you do you just play him if he's going to become a crunch time guy because of defense? I guess then you could do like him. Uh, KD, uh, Harden, Harris, Kyrie, and then you're just like giving up on any bulk whatsoever, and that's just an all like finesse team, right? With, a hell know, of an all and, finesse team, but still, yeah. And with him and with him and KD, I guess trying to protect the rim, it's just like it just it, like it, it's almost hard to tell whether this dude is just like a bigger Tony Allen in a way. Like, mm-hmm. is he just going to be like a monster on the perimeter, or is he also going to be like? Like, I would love to see – I don't know, like, how much – how great it is. But I'd love to see, like, the advanced numbers on, like, how good he actually is at protecting the rim. Because, like, I feel like all of his, like, quote-unquote highlight defensive plays are all at the perimeter. Like, it's just him, like, locking down Luca, locking down Drew Holiday, locking down, like, this guy, locking down – like, making Middleton's life a nightmare. But, right. like, you know, it's – his highlight clips aren't him defending Jokic or Anthony Davis. Like, right. Right, but I think I think uh, Lamarcus would be better at ha- at handling those guys. I think Blake would right. be ha- better at handling those guys. Those guys get killed when they get get put on the guys that um that that Claxton can can handle. And then also, I I just think having all that length with K with KD together it just gives you an advantage that you you just can't waste that. You gotta you you gotta you gotta make that a part of your weaponry. You got to apply the Bill Belichick school of do the things that people can't stop and yep. stop the things that, you know, that, that they think they do best. And, 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 um, and I, I think to some degree they will, I think, I think Steve Nash knows what Claxton is right now, but you know, you got vets. You kind of got to go with the vets too. Joe Harris will probably be the starter, by the way, which I which which I do not love at all. But again, how could you be unhappy about anything that's happening? You, you have you any thoughts on the Joe Harris starting thing? I yeah, it's weird. Like I don't, I find like how they're gonna do like the rosters and the starting lineup is must be just like so bizarre. Like I just I don't I like because I feel like it's so matchup dependent, and I know that these teams like to get some type of flow in terms of, like, who's going to be starting, when are people coming in, when are they coming out. Mm-hmm. But, like, this team just – it like, to me, it just strikes me as, like, a team that's going to have to do, like, the hockey subs type thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, you know, Millsap, Millsap comes in, like, he gets tired. Claxton comes in. He, like – You know, they, they shouldn't because they need to stagger – they need to give Harden moments where – it's him alone out there that he could just get busy, and they need to give KD time like that, and Kyrie needs time like that. So it's it it would make sense to stagger those three on the court, you know, and how much they all all three play together, and you know, just find good pairings with with two of them at a time, you know, staggering, you know, who's 
who's on the court with them. Yeah, like no, and I and I it, it and it's interesting because I know I know you've mentioned this before, and it's what makes like what Marx has done so special. But at the same time, it's also from like a lineup perspective makes things a little bit more tricky. But it's like you have so many guys on this team, and none of them are like replicas of each other they all like are kind of bringing something a little bit different like mm-hmm. you know like bruce brown is like this like bizarro like six four <laughs> can be like a center and then you have like harris and then you have mills who can like shoot but also can ball handle and then like carter is there for like his defensive point guard stuff and like you have Millsap and uh, Millsap and aldrich who are maybe like the two most alike but are also kind of also different like blake is d- different than those guys like it's just like a weird like like, I, like that's why pairing it up actually seems like from a Nash perspective, it's like a good bet. It's a good problem to have, but it just right. seems like it's a lot of like all these guys have different skill sets. And, and I didn't even, and when I was just doing all these uh, listing, all these guys, I didn't even mention the rookies. Like, you know, like, can you have a lineup that has like Cam Thomas and like Mills together with like, then some of the bigger dudes, like, I don't even know. Like, it's just a lot, it's a lot of like talent and right. like, they're all like different, like super different. Right, and and again, there's there's another one. Patty Mills is another reason why I just feel like there's going to be a lot of Patty Mills starting nights. You you need something else. You need you need a way to have uh, another shooting guard, and I think that's Joe Harris. But they're going to play him at small forward. I I I I I think the Nets realized last year that they have been neglecting their their uh their need for size and they 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 definitely addressed it this summer but they have to also address it in their in their strategic thinking as well anyway um any comments on camp before we roll out any any thoughts on stuff that you're hearing coming out of camp how how do you feel about the the ongoings besides what we saw today in the game no, I mean, look, I'm, I, I think, I mean, the cool thing, I, or not cool thing, that's, that's, uh, that's a over exaggeration. The good thing is, I guess we'll figure out one way or another about Kyrie's situation. If he's, if he's in an Instagram video at HSS, then like I'm assuming all is well. If he's not, like he's not, because I guess they're, I think they're flying back to New York today or tomorrow. Um, right. So, I mean, you know, they're going to do practices, like still, like they have their. Uh, their their games and whatnot like it's just i don't know that that situation is uh is weird i'm wondering if the wiggins thing he got vaccinated today if that affects anything but uh yeah man i i i would hate to think andrew wiggins is a bigger person than Kyrie. Uh, and so many people get mad because you know the Kyrie hive is out there and and to the Kyrie hive I'd, i'd like to say fuck you um i don't i don't care i don't care how much you love him I love him. I'm not mad at Kyrie for being Kyrie. I'm mad at Kyrie because what he's doing is dangerous. It hurts people. Um, you know, I, I've I've shared my story with you guys in the last episode. I I've lost people that I really care about, but I don't matter. It's the basketball fraternity that matters. How does how how do you process people? talking this way if you're if you're called Anthony Towns. Yep. You know, you almost lost your dad. You lost your mother. Your mom to COVID. And you know, all of like I watch Brad Bill 
just sit up there and be smug and 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 act like he you if you get the vaccine you can still get covid right yeah like 1.7% if we're talking about moderna which i got pfizer so that's like 93% still if i catch it i beat it and i don't pass it on to people and i don't get people sick and i don't kill potentially kill someone older or someone uh, uh vulnerable in my family amongst the people i care about and even catching it cuz you beat it do you know how much damage it does to your body for you to lose your your sense of smell for you to just be like ah oh, i just lost my sense of smell what you like that's you just lost your sense of smell i Kyrie is such an intelligent guy. He's curious. He's thought provoking. He's um, he means well. But part of becoming a superstar and part of getting all these people following you and worshiping you is you get a warped sense of the world. You think you know better. You you know like watching him talk to his fans on on live. It was like a cult leader. Yep. And. And none of that is healthy, especially not healthy for Kyrie. And typically I'm like, you know, this is just the time. This is just the day and the age. It's whatever. He deserves it. He's a historic basketball talent. But you, with that, with what comes with that, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you, Uncle Ben Parker. <laughs> um I think people need to know that because there's a lot of people who aren't, who don't have his resources, who don't have his, his access, who don't, who can't ask the questions that he can ask and have answered, who believe in him, who are counting on him to be the one who knows, not counting, but almost subconsciously saying, Hey, if Kyrie, Kyrie says, you know, if you could sell so many sneakers, you could sell bullshit too. Yep. So, so I I would hate to see Kyrie miss 43 games. Um I would hate Kyrie to be cuz it if we don't win the championship there's a 99.9% chance that it's not because Kyrie missed 43 games. But if we don't win a championship and Kyrie misses 43 games, that's all everybody's going to say. That's yep. all everybody's going to talk about. And I don't want that to be Kyrie's basketball legacy, to just have been the dickhead who could never get along, who could never just go with the flow, who could never just, you know, be normal. Um, especially with the bigger picture of what they can accomplish. So I, I'm hoping they get that together. I, I have a little bit of faith. I was told he would, uh, KD had him convinced and it was going to get taken care of on Friday, but... Uh, Wiggins came out and Kyrie didn't. So I, I don't know. I, I, I hope that that resolves itself. And I respect everybody's opinion on this. I really, really do. I just have a strong bias because I'm, I've am i lost people. I've lost a lot of people that, that mean a lot to me. And, you know, so that being said, I, I, I just want, I just want um uh us to, to just think about each other and think about our larger society. Okay. I think that's our first post-game joint. Yep. 
of this season, preseason. But it's a good warm up, Sam. You feel good? I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm. I'm. I am so pumped. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun NBA season. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, I. It's. It's. I like. All praise to do to Sean Marks. Sean Marks a lot. I see you out there, Kiwi. You, you you did it, buddy. You did it. Uh, I uh, I, I we're, we're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna pull Bam in. He hasn't he hasn't abandoned the show. He he's we we, we have our uh, Pawthorn uh uh group chat. We keep we uh are planning all kinds of different shows. It's gonna get really cool. It's gonna get interesting. And uh, bear with us it's out there because we're we're still uh, uh, re-putting back together the show underneath the uh, new brand. Samuel, at Samuel LaChow, will, will, you, you got anything you want to say to people before we bounce? Only thing I'm going to say is, you know, obviously Podthorn is uh, all nets, which I love because this is like the most interesting, this is one of the most interesting teams ever, let alone the most interesting team in the league. And, but tomorrow we're going to do a, which is uh, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing a Spaces. I'm a, I got my I'm, – I'm in D.C. right now. Gambling is legal, so I'm going to do an over-unders for all, for all 30 NBA teams. We're going to run through them. Anyone is welcome. I'm going to try to give the, the speaker request to anybody that wants to talk about their team who's not even a Nets fan, whatever it is. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's some interesting numbers. Uh, Truth be told, I've already bet the under on the Knicks wins, which I'm pretty amped about. So, yeah, and everybody who listens to us from the uh, who listens to us from uh, from the at front office days or front office um, pod, we, obviously now we are the Pod Thorn Show. My account, my personal account, was the one that a lot of people were connected to um, uh, at Eve Darboos, which is currently suspended. Maybe making a comeback. I know people. Maybe I could get forgiven. But um, follow at Pawthorn on Twitter. Follow us because, you know, we'll be able to let you know when we go live on Spaces. We may, we're we thinking about doing a clubhouse. So uh, we'll have a clubhouse account under for, for the Pawthorn um, account and for Sam and myself and, and Bam and myself. So a lot of fun stuff. Leo. Just join us. Like We're not asking you to like and subscribe and do all the other stuff. We just want you to ride with us. If you know, you could do those things if you want. It does kind of help us and you know to, to 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 get the show out. But really, what we care about is that you listen to the show, that you participate, and you hit us up, and uh, uh, and we all chronicle this uh, historic season or what should be a historic season together, right? Next fans. All right, Sam. Say bye to the right. people, and we out of here. Adios. Adios. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.